fours. On the 26, he'll get a shot at it. Whoa! Helmets out, balls out. Oh, my. And Josh Cribbs is probably out. There's no chance of South of our patented future so quick shout out to go check out the website for the podcast our patented future on there you can find all episodes and also there's some merchandise got some t-shirts and hats right now planning on getting some more stuff out there you can subscribe to keep up on date with when there's gonna be some new episodes also you can find links to the instagram and twitter pages so Right now, it might be easier to find those since the website doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, I guess, action, so it'd be hard to find through Google. So Twitter is just at Patented Future. You can just search our Patented Future. You'll find it. You'll see the little the Pat the Robot with the microphone. Uh, click on there and follow it. I'll be setting out some tweets about the current patents and the podcast that will be coming out. Also, there's a link to the website on the page as well as an Instagram where I'll be putting pictures dealing with the podcast and the patents. So a lot of times I'll make references and I'll mention, check out the Instagram page. Today's podcast is going to have some images on there. So check both those out. You can find the, like I said, a link to the website. And from the website, you can find all the other links to the Twitter, Instagram, the iTunes and SoundCloud to listen. Uh, Also, these are going up on Stitcher, so invite anyone to go listen if they want to do it from Stitcher or SoundCloud or iTunes. All right, so the title of today's patent that we're looking at is called Shock Mitigating Materials and Methods Utilizing Spiral-Shaped Elements. So don't quit listening just yet. I know that sounds really boring, but it's actually some pretty neat stuff. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard some sounds from high-velocity, high-impact collisions, you know, from football and boxing, and they all resulted into a knockout, you know, KO, where the person actually becomes unconscious of where they are, what they're doing, and unable to actually act uh, normally. So... The patent has to do with preventing that. Now, more so with football and hockey than boxing, because boxing, part of it is to have a knockout. That's sort of the goal um, for professional, but there's also amateur boxing where that is not the intended goal. So it could be used there as well. Um, This has a wide range of use, actually. So to sort of understand what happens with the knockout from a physics standpoint anyway we need to think about newton's law so he had three of them we're going to mostly focus on the first and third law for this 
podcast. And the first one is that an object at rest will stay at rest unless something acts on it. So that also means that if an object is moving, it'll stay moving unless another force acts upon it. So to visualize, just think of a ball on a flat surface, so a desk or table. That ball will not move if nothing touches it, nothing affects that ball. It'll stay there. But as soon as you touch it, blow on it, you know, if you lift one side of the table, it'll move, it'll roll, it'll bounce, something will happen to it. Now, also if that ball is rolling, it'll stay rolling, but because we have friction, it'll eventually stop, or it would take hitting a wall to stop. And that's where his third law also comes in, saying that for every force, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So, you know, that goes with, if the ball's rolling very fast and it hits a wall at that very fast speed, that fast velocity, either the ball might break, the wall might break, or the ball is going to bounce backwards very fast as well. So that's where that equal and opposite reaction comes in. And that's kind of what happens with a knockout is think of like with boxing, you know, you have a hand or a gloved hand come out of head very fast. But instead of thinking of like that, think of as if the hand was still and the head was coming very fast at the hand. So with the head coming fast at the hand, the brain is also moving at that speed. And as soon as it hits the hand, it stops immediately. So it's like the ball rolling into the wall. Now imagine if that ball had a egg inside of it. As soon as that ball hits the wall, the egg is going to slide, continue moving. Even though the ball has stopped, the egg will continue moving within the egg. I mean, the egg will continue moving within the ball, smash up against the ball, and break. And that is kind of what happens with the brain inside of the skull. Is As soon as the head stops moving, the brain continues moving. And that motion of the brain moving towards the school is what creates a knockout. So the basic physics of helmets and other protective gear of the head is to slow that movement down, slow the halt of motion. So think of it also as like a car accident. You know, here the head actually is moving and they have invented something like the airbag. So instead of your head smashing straight into the steering wheel or dash and immediately coming to stop, there's an airbag that deploys immediately. So your head slow slows down between its initial movement and its impact to the steering wheel with that cushion of the airbag. So same amount of motion, but it is slowed down. It's that's that's the point of an airbag. And with helmets, if you actually were to cut them open and examine them, they're going to have foam, they're going to have other, sometimes vacuums of air. But the idea is, even though it looks pretty thin most of the time from the outside, there is enough motion there to slow down the impact enough to prevent, you know, knockouts or other head injuries. But this patent presents some more technology that you know, could, could prevent even better or even eliminate knockouts in certain sports. So to explain the next part of the patent, I want to think, 
want us thinking a little bit about cars and especially new cars versus old cars and just on the bodywork. So if you ever look at an old classic car, you're going to see a lot of metal and chrome around it, especially on the bumpers. And if you actually go and touch this and look at it, it's real strong metals, uh, usually steel painted chrome. And you can kick it, hit it with a hammer, really ram the car into a wall and you might manage to get some dents in that steel, but you're not going to break it. But now if you take a new car, I'm talking, you know, anything of this decade or even since the, the millennium, uh, 2000s, you can, you know, if you kick the bumper too hard, you're, you might break it, you know, start taking a hammer to it. Or if you run that into a light pole, you're breaking the bumper and you got to buy a whole new bumper. And so you might ask, okay, so are we just getting worse with the quality of materials? It is cheaper, but there's actually reasons to why they're using plastic. And even if you look at the inside of a bumper now, you'll see foam. And it, it looks really cheap, but it's actually engineering ingenuity. And it has to do with the same thing like the airbag or helmets. So with the steel, if you were to run into a wall, it immediately stops. There is no cushion. It's just an immediate stop, and that will very badly damage the cargo inside the vehicle. But with the new cars, with the plastic and foam, the plastic will break and then the foam will crush like the airbag. Now the plastic breaking actually uses a lot of energy. And if you ever touch a bumper after it breaks like that, it'll be very, very hot. And that heat is energy being released. So instead of all that energy coming to an immediate stop and throwing the cargo forward, instead, takes a lot of that energy to break the bumper which then slows down the impact and then there's all that foam to crush before the whole vehicle comes to a stop leading you to come to a stop so this helmet utilizes some of that those principles in the i guess just the overall process of its engineering Alright, one last visual, and then I'm going to explain all of this pattern. So now think of some mountain goats. I'm talking about the goats with the big coiled horns at the top of their head. And if you watch some YouTube videos, you'll see this stuff in action. But these goats can butt their heads very, very hard uh, into each other up on the mountain. And you know, not results in some knockouts. And again, if you watch some videos, you'll see just how, how insane this can be. So picture those coiled horns on their heads. And this is the sort of biological background of this patent, are these coils. And so the patent actually uses small, tiny little coils like that and can place them within a helmet. So instead of having foam or vacuums of air, replace that with these coils. And these coils would be somehow implanted within the helmet. And what happens is when a strong impact impacts one end of this coil, there is a wave that mitigates throughout the coil. And so imagine, you know, this big mountain goes horn getting impacted right on the thick part of it. And 
with a normal human being, if we headbutt something, you know, imagine that ball with an egg inside of it. That egg's going smashing against the wall. But with the horns, instead of an immediate stop of, of motion and the inside of the, you know, like, a, like an egg hitting the, egg, the ball wall, this horn absorbs that energy and then a wave goes throughout the horn. So it coils, it goes around the coil and then once it gets to the end of it, it's just, you know, it's a wave that energy has been dissipated. So again, it's kind of like an airbag slowly absorbing all that energy. So it's the same amount of energy, it's just spread out over a larger amount of time. Instead of an immediate stop, which causes the knockout, it's a slower process of releasing all that energy. And so imagine a much a lot of these coils all within a helmet. And when that helmet comes in contact with another helmet, instead of immediate contact and immediate reaction from one action, there's a slow down process of releasing of energy throughout those coils. And that's basically the concept and the principle of this patent. You know, it's simple to come to terms with when you understand some simple and conceptual ideas, but it really is very ingenious and it uses, you know, biological formations within our own earth. And that's what makes it so I guess, ingenious. So, again, there's going to be pictures up on the Instagram, and I'll put links out on the Twitter for it, the Twitter page, to visualize better what this actually is, but that's basically it. Um, this patent was, in, well, the inventor is part of uh, the university for Mississippi State University, and... The main, the main goal of this was to be used for uh, football helmets, but I mean, I'm sure you can visualize this being used in any helmet, uh, you know, hockey, like I said earlier about boxing, definitely auto sports, but you know, this could even be used for armor of sorts, and I mean, I'm talking about vehicular armor, you know, this could be possibly something that could be seen in the inside of car bumpers instead of just foam you see these these spiraling uh you know they're man-made out of man-made material they're isotropic so the material is uniform in a way uh throughout so you know this could be 3d printed possibly very very practical uh, for a lot of uses so look out for this stuff. It could be a game changer for a lot of sports and even uh, just everyday everyday automobile use. And this is already part of our patented feature. is a bigger, stronger, eight-year-old ram. But his posture is known as the low stretch. It means, you want a piece of me? Come get it.